And I have seven listeners per episode. How are you doing? Good? I'm good. I'm back from Mexico. Back from Mexico. Back from your hiatus from this show. Getting kicked off after just... You know, some people are just idiots. And you, my friend, are sometimes one of them. And we were talking once and you were being an idiot. What was that? What were we I don't know. I think I had just something with the Warriors that... I was joking, but probably just really pissed you off. Probably. Yeah. There was a stretch there where I was... uh, You were just... I was so a little tired dark. of it, yeah. Um, but it's all right. How yeah. was Mexico? Mexico was great. We went to uh, Cancun, but not in Cancun. We drove 40 minutes south after we landed to Playa del Carmen, and it was really nice over there. Resort? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Hilton Resort, Playa del Carmen, all-inclusive. Fuck, yeah, dude. All-inclusive. Groupon? No. <laughs> Connection, man. Connection? Yeah. Connection. No yeah. Dominican Republic. No Dominican Republic, but I highly recommend it. And don't even stay on the resort. We like walked around downtown and the famous Fifth Avenue. It's really famous. Beautiful. Famous Fifth Avenue. That's what they call well, it I've over never there. Heard it. Yeah. So Fifth Avenue has just a lot of shops. Because I live in San Jose. Yeah. Don't go on the internet. A lot, a lot of shops. And there's just a lot of people trying just to hustle. Mm-hmm. So just to sell their shit that they have out there. It's all I hustle. I swear to God, I got this from Gucci himself. Yeah, seriously. Like, once they find out, like, because you don't know what the peso amount is, you want to know the dollar amount. Isn't it like 14 to 1 or something? 19 to 1. Oh, really? It's when I went there, one. like, seven years ago, it was 14 to yeah, 1 or something. 19 to 1. And if they find out, like, you have dollar, they're like, let's say for a wallet, for example, they'll be mm-hmm. like, I'll be like, how much is that? They'll be like, uh, 20 bucks. I'm like, no, it's five bucks. He's like, 15. I'm like, no, five. And he's like, okay, 12. And I can't go lower than this. And that's everybody that you deal with over there. Everybody? Everybody. And instead, the only places is just the, the stores. Okay. They have a price tag. Like, so everything you can like negotiate. Anything like you can negotiate as long as it's like not has, if it has a price tag, you can't negotiate. Mm-hmm. And these are like people, you know, with those kiosks and they always try to hustle you to go on like a trip, mm-hmm. try to send you out there. There was one, we actually fell for it. So there was a group, it was a group of nine of us. So we're one. One second. Go. Sorry. So yeah, there was a group of nine of us mm-hmm. and we we're trying to figure out a, a trip to go to. And everybody over there were like, if you have the opportunity, the, the locals go to Cozumel Island. It's a 30 minute boat ride. So instead of going through the hotel, which we thought would be overpriced, mm-hmm. which I thought was the right thing to do is go through the hotel. But obviously, I'm not going to argue with somebody that's like 40 years old and be respectful to them. I'm not going to name any names. So they decided that, no, let's, let me go and bargain with the guy to take us to the island. So there's a there's a kiosk right behind our hotel by the beach. And we went over to him and he's like, yeah, so uh, it'll it will be 20 bucks a person to get the boat ride, which is fair. Uh, and then we wanted to rent a Jeep because he said, instead of just getting there, just rent a Jeep and you can just drive it's to like all the places. Thing like, like, like Jeep written on it. Like, <laughs> the funny thing Costco. is like pretty close to that. Um, he's like, rent a Jeep and you can go to like the tequila factory. You can go to the chocolate factory. There's a lot to do there. So we're like, okay. Tequila factory. Yeah. It's, it's which is the thing to do. Like everybody's saying, if you have the time, go over there, go to the tequila factory, chocolate factory, and then go snorkeling. What does chocolate mean? Huh? Is that like cocaine there? No, nah, you don't know. Or is it just like chocolate? Literally, I thought I was in an episode of Narcos when I got to Cozumel mm-hmm. Island. So we got on the boat. We went over there. I don't there. fuck with Mexico, dude. Dude. I don't go to Mexico. I don't go into the ocean and I go, and then I don't go to Mexico. Now you're telling me to go to Mexico on a boat? So we, uh, went, we went on a speed. We went on a boat with everybody. And it's basically like the main transportation to get to the island. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of locals. There's a lot of tourists. 
so it was actually a speedboat and it was pretty choppy because of the weather so i was it was we were actually on the top of the boat but then we had to like move down yeah and just sit down just to get there so anybody what, throw up uh my mom did oh your mom my came mom, my mom came she threw up she gets seasick she, so she threw why up why are you bringing an old lady to mexico everybody was there she was like oh she, it was your whole family family was there oh yeah. really Her, yeah she fucking tell me to come dude i know it would have been fun no i wouldn't have came you gotta I'm go. not coming to mexico anyway so we, we had a trip to mexico what part of mexico to, no, i don't know i don't remember but i was like dad i am not going to mexico like Me- no matter what, I am not going. Let's go overseas. Some I don't want to. Uh, not that I did. We've been to Mexico. Yeah. Right? And at the time, I was reading. I was I was deep into into some like my brother was into like the new stuff, and I was reading it too. Yeah. And there was a lot of like, I don't know, like cartel stuff going on. Well, let me tell you something about and the cartel. Give me a second. Go hey, ahead, don't go, go bad. We like the cartel over here. We have no issues with the cartel. We're hey, hands up. We're good. We don't need anything. But uh. I was just like, hey, nothing. I just, let's not go. Let's go somewhere else. Let's mm-hmm. not go to Mexico. So we canceled the trip. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would, I would choose. But at that time, I think it was like really, and one of my mom's friends went and they said there was like a lot of like shit going on. Mm-hmm. And Brendan Shop, the, the fighter and the kid guy, mm-hmm. he said he was in Mexico and they were like, Brendan Shop was going to go on the beach, right? Yeah. And then they're like, hey. One of the guys who lived on who's on the resort, he's like, no, 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 you don't, you don't go. You on don't the beach. do that. Yeah. You don't go on the beach. Like, that's like somebody else's territory. You don't want to fuck with him. I think that's more like that south of us okay. in Cabo and Puerto Vallarta. I think Camp- that's where we were gonna yeah, go. Puerto I think Vallarta. That's what people are saying. Mm-hmm. That more in that area, you don't want to f around over there. But yeah. with Cancun and Playa del Carmen, you probably Carmen, just want to stay in the resort itself. In huh? those areas, yeah, that's what I was heard. That's what I heard. But but like, you still have to take a car ride to like yeah like from the airport everybody says to, that, yeah. like that's the sketchy part that's they the say. sketchy part and even the it was sketchy on the car ride from cancun to playa del carmen you see a lot of poverty you see mm-hmm. a lot of shit that's it's like that on. type of tourism where it's what is it called it's like poverty tourism or something where you like go actually i was reading a book on it, it was americana i think um where you go and you look at like the tourism is looking at how poor individuals are. Yeah, it was, and it's pretty fucking. It was it was pretty sad, honestly. Yeah, that that drive. Disgusting. And then like, when it you gets, know, I'm saying like it, it's, it's not disgusting that they're poor. It's disgusting that people make money off of like these people being poor and yeah. like, hey, look at these people like they're not human. Because whenever you're taking the plane ride to Cancun, you just see a lot of, there's really nothing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you land and you take that 40 minute drive, you see all the poverty. But once you pass, you get to Fifth Avenue and Playa del Carmen. You see a fucking there's McDonald's. A, there's a marina, which is the, the Marines for Mexico. A cheesecake factory. <laughs> and then there's police. And Applebee's. And, and just some guy named Hank is running a tire shop. And then there's a there's a police officer right in the front. So there's pretty a lot of security in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is pretty pretty sad because then you see this big ass resort, Hilton Playa del Carmen. And you're like, holy shit! And you yeah, get in there, fuck. and literally yeah. everybody that was there, I kid you not, was white. No, everybody from the ATL, a lot of African Americans, a lot of people from. Auburn. I saw a guy wearing a War Eagle hat. I was just like laughing, and then a lot of uh people from Dallas, a lot mm-hmm. of Texas guys, a lot of them. But anyway, the the when we got to Cozumel, the island, so we bought 
two Jeeps for $110 each one, so $220. So we get to the island, and we're walking to this. Imagine just, like, it's raining. And he, I, this is where I was, like, I got on Cozumel Island, and everybody says it's literally you can go around the island in a car hour and a half, two hours tops. It'll be, you've made the whole island trip. Mm-hmm. There's one part of the island where all the Mayan temples are. You can't, you don't have access to, so you can't go in that direction. That's like the cool shit. That's the cool shit, but you have to go through like a little small road, get to the place, and then they'll take you to that area. They okay. don't want you to drive by yourself. Yeah. They so, don't want just some, some guy from Texas just breaking, <laughs> like breaking a, a wonder uh, of the world. A wonder of the world. So we get to the island and it was raining and then we have to, it's basically I thought we could climb it. <laughs> we have to we have to look on our uh phone map to find the the rent a car place which is like a couple like let's say like a mile down. So it's, it's like, like stand in the street. And literally <laughs> it's raining. And this is where you I felt like I was in the episode of Narcos. So we finally get to the rent a car. It's called Rooster Rent a Car. You know how you can pay in like bitcoin to places. This you have to pay in coke. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so we get mean. to it's right, called it's, they don't interrupt. So it's called Rooster Rent a Car and like a little like hole in the wall. So we go in and prior to that we ask somebody because when you get to the place there's people like hey rent a car rent a car rent a car we're like hey how much he's like fifty five bucks for a jeep and we like all look at one another we're like what fifty five bucks we're paying double for a jeep. So we get to the Is place. We were paying one hundred ten uh-huh. and it's actually on the island if you go there someone will like yeah fifty five bucks you can rent it. So we get there and then we wait for the Jeeps and it was literally like from the thirties. Like it was an old rusted Jeep with like bands on the side. So nothing will leak in. And literally it felt like I was in like world war two. <laughs> like that's how old that, that Jeep was taken from and the set of Jurassic could, Park. And you couldn't go over 40 kilometers because after going 40 kilometers an hour, the, the vehicle starts shaking. Okay. So you can't go fast. And then as we're driving, we see everywhere is closed. So we pull over to a, a random bar place, and I asked one. I just got out of the car, asked the local. I was like, hey, you know, we came from Playa del Carmen. And you speak Spanish or are you speaking English? I'll, I'll go over to Abba Espanol, Abba Inglés. He's like, yes, yeah, si. And then I'll be like, okay, I'll start speaking English. If they say no, they're but like. you got a little of that uh, 11th grade Spanish. Yeah, a little freshman Spanish <laughs> in that I still remember, poquito. And he's like, on Sundays in the island, everywhere is closed. And you were there it's on the, a Sunday. We were there on a Sunday. The freaking oh, guy never said that. Like, hey, don't go on a Sunday. He just wants your money. He just wants your money. So are you paying in dollars? We paid in dollars right. already. We already paid for everything. And then we just basically drove around. We found a random bar that was open. So basically, people, it's the day that they pray. So all, all the Catholic they churches, don't around. they don't mess around. But dude, when you drive around that island, it's literally third world. Like it's legitimate third world. So what were island. you looking at? Like we were able to find like a little area that had like a little Mayan scenery. So we saw that and we we're able to, you know, have a drink and then walk around and then we just dropped off the car and then got in an argument with them over there. We're like, Why'd you pay us d- double? And they're like, Over there it's Fucking a different Persian rate. people, dude. It's just, like, well, all right, you they got you. Just walk they just away. Got, dude. And it was like literally it was becoming a scene that to the point where I was like, you know what? Here's the gas money and we're done. Well, that's mm-hmm. what you got to do. What, what, like what, you what are, can you no, do? No, 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 no. This is what I don't understand about. I would say, I don't know what other ethnicities you want to group in with Persian people, but Persian people in general. Hey, you're in fucking in an island. You have to take a boat to in Mexico. 
and you're arguing about the like, hey, you didn't tell me that it was close. All right. If he's just like, no, I didn't. Then what's step two? What's step two? What are we going to go from there? If he says well, you're going to get your money back, he's not going to. The money, I'm telling you, the money's gone. Yeah. The money's not there. Yeah. Some guy has taken it to somebody. The ar- and it's like, okay, this thing where you, where it happens in the United States, it doesn't work it doesn't in work literally just in- an island, not even in Mexico. Off of Mexico. Off They're of not going to be like, hey, you guys, yeah, we're going to give you your money back yeah. because you didn't enjoy your trip. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> Leave. So the more. <laughs> Talk the, to me for five minutes yeah. and I'll kill you. <laughs> so the issue was the gas because we didn't drive that much. And then you just saw like maybe a couple lines less than full. They're like 15 bucks for each car. It's $15. And it's like they're saying like, well, you gave us a shitty car that's shaking that's about to like fall apart. But that wasn't the deal. It was I give you a car. They gave you a you car. You gave you a car. And then that was the argument. And Were then you I, arguing? No. I was like, you know what? I I calmed everybody down. I was like, here's 30 bucks. We're leaving. Yeah. Like there's nothing you can do. You are in an island called Kuzumel Island. Let's just enjoy the time we have. Walk around. There's some shops that are open. Take the next ferry. Every hour, the ferry takes yeah. you back. And then we just went back and then enjoyed our trip. Yeah, literally. Why do you have to argue? Everything is about, like, not with ev- not not with a lot of individuals on vacation, but everything just, it's so much. Just, like, get over it. Yeah. All right, we went to it. Why do you have to, like, why does that money matter so much? Yeah. You, on the other hand, you're balling. You know why? Because you took that Braves over, like, in, like, May 27th, and then you got that over <laughs> against, like, the raise and you're like I have fucking money now. I looked up for thirty five minutes, got that over. Got that thirteen lineup to work. Thirty finally. thirty dollars ain't nothing. But I highly recommend to go there. Would Not Cozumel. Cozumel. There's a lot to do. Trust me. Playa del Carmen and Cancun. I think it's not compared to Cabo Puerto Vallarta where you have to. You have to be on the resort. Over there, you can literally get off the resort and walk around. Nobody will. Nobody will. Will f with you. And it just. You could take tours. You could, there's a lot to do, but those two areas, yeah, I agree. You don't want to, you know, you don't yeah, want to. I think I there. went to Spain. No, not Spain, Mexico. When I was like ten, yeah, I got it. I'm good. Yeah, I don't want to go back there. Not because it wasn't great. It was cool, but like, I go there to a resort to literally do what I do at home, like, like fucking sit around. You know, yeah. I'd just rather go to like Hawaii. Well, the resort that we you went know? to was like an adult resort, so yeah. you didn't see any kids. But next door at the Hyatt, there's that was. You mean an adult resort? It's an all adult, all inclusive resort. So there's no kids on that resort. If you're over under the age of twenty one, you're not allowed there. All right. So, but like that the, throws the fun out of it. Well, the next door is the Hyatt, and that had a bunch of kids. There's, a, dude. I'm telling you, there there is quite a bit to do over there. But it does get. I'm not saying that there's nothing to do. Well, a lot of people, I'm not trying to dampen anything. That's their trip. You know, they save up for a couple of years. You go to a resort and you're like, I want to live like a goddamn. Yeah, the people really. Perfect. And that's what they do. They just like fucking dipping nachos into like the resort water and the pool. Like they don't <laughs> care that it fell in. <laughs> but I, I, I have to mention that the, the sad part was the, the drive. Driving around Cozumel, the ride to from Cancun Airport to well, Playa when you were Carmen. on that Cozumel Island, did you see a lot of people or you did saw you? a lot of people, a lot of like locals, like literally. The way of life, the was way of life like, is like 
it's depressing. Was it? But was it? Why was it depressed? Were they look depressed, or no. did it make you? It made it just. It, you kind of gain an appreciation of what you, you felt have guilty. Here. I felt a little guilty because you get you become it becomes a realization that lifestyle from the states, especially in California, compared to that. I mean, like the 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 guy that took us on tour, he was probably like a few years my age, maybe a few years older, or younger, or in the middle, and he on sundays like i said locally you're supposed to be off and mm-hmm. he got there at 8 a.m right yeah. and he's like i'll come in if somebody comes in and then we got there like at 3 30 and that place was going to close within the next hour and we gave him money to you know show us around that and which is nothing you know it was like 30 bucks ten dollar tip 40 bucks for him is a lot mm-hmm. but for us it's like it's like whatever but he took a risk to stay out there for like eight hours to find somebody to take to show a tour of the place that's what i'm saying and a lot of stray dogs what you're trying to say is getting like their level to be happy like their threshold of like what makes you happy like today is we're just alive like a kid you could just see oh he's he just has like something to play with her or just just it's like what I re- I'm starting to read a lot more, and mm-hmm. then just reading about people's lives overseas, and mainly in like Europe, just all areas in Europe. If you're alive, you're just like okay, I'm happy. Yeah. Like I just wake up and it's like all right, fuck yeah. Like I'm on a rock in the middle of nowhere, like but floating. I'm, I'm just like I'm happy. Why shouldn't I be happy? But here in the states, especially where we live, go down to Southern California. Everything is so materialistic. And it's like, to be happy, I need to make this much money, have this goal, this goal, this goal. And if I don't have those, I have to have, like, and those goals aren't, like, something cool. Mm-hmm. Look, I want to work out, like, two hours a day. I want to write, like, for, like, two hours. I want to create. It's like, no, I want to have this many followers on Instagram. <laughs> I want to get this many likes on this thing. And those are the goals of, of yeah. your day to make you happy. And it's like that stuff doesn't matter. We gave a we gave a lot of money to the to the kids that were selling stuff on yeah. the streets. And one of them, we had some birthday hats, like mm-hmm. a, you know those little cones ones, and then some money and some food. So we gave it to the kid. The kid opened the birthday hat, and looking at it, like there's something in there. He didn't know that mm-hmm. he had to put it on. So the, that that's another yeah. thing that you it's noticed. just different. It's very different. They don't know stuff that we're yeah. like so accustomed to. Yeah. Then you go to fucking like Burger King and there's like a kid complaining about wanting wanting even know. double double <laughs> with fries. But it's not like it's not their fault, the kid. It's just the way they were raised. That's the reason, yeah, know. exactly. I don't have the answers, Daniel. I'm twenty one. I don't know. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like I know? I'm just talking to you. I don't know, dude. But a lot of That's good stuff happened while we're Too over many there. people my age, they think they know everything. A lot of good we stuff don't know happened anything. over there though. Huh? A lot of good stuff happened over there. You like it? Yeah. Would like, you go back? Would I go back? Yeah, but the, the good thing is is that we have AD. What's AD? Anthony Davis. I got the news while I was there. Hey, that's called a fuck. That's why your podcast <laughs> suck. Because <laughs> that was the worst transition <laughs> I have ever heard in my life. Yes, there has been stuff that has switched in the last, from the last time we talked, since you're banned from this podcast. Um, 
Anthony Davis is now on your Los Angeles Lakers. Yes. They sacrificed their entire future to bring in Anthony Davis. To win now. Which, up to interpretation, whichever, what would you rather have right now? Would you rather have that young core with LeBron for the next, like, five years or have Anthony Davis? It's just a talking point. Yeah, I think if you... Just because it's LeBron, you gotta, you gotta, you go, have to, you do have it. to do it. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have LeBron, you would have just kept what you have. I can tell you right now, out of the trade, I'm like a hundred percent sure Lonzo is gonna grow a lot, and I feel like Ingram's gonna take a next step. I like Lonzo, yeah, a lot. I, I don't. I think Ingram is gonna be a a life. I hope he's not, but yeah. I think he's gonna be. A lifelong when he does this, when he takes the next step, guy, like just always, I, like Andrew Wiggins, like hey, just give him, give him a little more time. The thing is, he's only like twenty two, so he is fucking young, like he's really, really young, really, and he has time to grow. And he played well last year, to the hypocrisy of Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James fans, Brandon Ingram. Star in the making, all this stuff. The second he leaves, whenever ball, was, whenever he yeah. leaves. We don't need him. What was he? Nothing. He's not going to be that good. It's all right. It's all right, guy. Hey, it's all right. You guys know in the heart of hearts. Hypocrisy. But um, this is a double standard. I don't get it. But that's not all NBA fans. You're a Lakers fan, not a LeBron fan. And I want to see your point, just your thoughts on like the last... Because we know your thoughts on the mismanagement of kind of the last three or four years, just like Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka. But this last, I would say, four months, do you like this direction or do you or do you find like what I'm trying to say is in the situation you guys were in with LeBron James on your team, this seems like the best, I guess, the best way to do it. Kind of like the Heat did when they just had Mario Chalmers on the team at one point. It was like LeBron and Chalmers, knowing that the only way we can win is building a free agency team. Do you like this situation you were in? Like two years ago, you guys won thirty games with that young core. Or would you rather, in the hindsight, obviously, would you rather still have that young core with without LeBron, or have this team? Yeah, you know how with the Marcus Cousins, Jared Dudley, Danny Green, LeBron James, Quinn Cook. Anthony have you Davis. seen the Western Conference? Like, no, I under, I understand. God, I, I mean, for me, just seeing like the competition and where the NBA is at, yeah, I'm happy for where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. I think in like five years when LeBron's 39, 40, and he's about to retire, I really feel like the Pelicans are, have blossomed to that next level. You know, like similar to the Warriors, whenever they're well, all yeah, they're young. really gonna they're gonna develop. They're gonna together. develop, especially with Alvin Gentry, especially with David Griffin and David Griffin. Shout out to Travis Slank. That guy's the man over there. Yep. He, I like him. Yep. I like how the Warriors and him just make moves all the time because he used to work for Bob Myers. Um, yeah, I like him. I like what the, I like what the Hawks are. Not the Hawks. Oh, fuck, what am I saying? David the, Griffin. David Griffin. I did. don't understand. But uh, the Hawks, I like the Hawks too. David Griffin could have um, went anywhere he wanted. Travis, I'm such a fucking, he could have went anywhere up. he wanted, but he knew with what he had in New Orleans and with, he can trade AD and get a lot of assets, which he did. Well, I thought Bill Simmons made a great point where both him and uh, Sam Presti of the Thunder, right? Like, was the... Because in reality, what were they really bidding against? Yes, you want him on your team, right? Mm -hmm. But it seemed like the phone call went like, 
hey, David Griffin, we want Anthony Davis. Very simply, like, obviously it's an exaggeration, but what do you want? And you're like, I want Lonzo, Ingram, Hart, like three first round picks, and I want you to do some pick swaps. And you're like, and then he hangs up the phone. He's like, that's never going to happen. And Rob Polinka calls him back. He's like, sure. <laughs> I mean, and then the Thunder trade with Paul George and the Clippers, that's even fucking crazier. And it's like, because at 22, I never thought, I've been reading for the last two years. About how this 22 draft class, 2022 draft class, those picks are untouchable because it's the first year you can get high school players. And these picks are untouchable. And the Lakers and the, the Clippers, Clippers are like, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, we well, don't the care. Clippers, the Clippers were fearing because based on what we've, the reports were, Kawhi's like, if you get a second star, I'll join you. Yeah, he's like, if you get George, I'm coming. And then, yeah, and well, this is what Sam George. Presti wanted. And, then and the they're thing like, is, they are, they're also well built. I think they're very well built. The Clippers? The way they operated from Lob City to now in this like five-year stretch where you went from like, all right, we're going to lose Blake, DeAndre, and Chris Paul. And that usually means, hey, we have to rebuild for a while. And then in such a quick turnaround, you're seeing with the Lakers after they lost Kobe, it's like it takes... And when I mean lost Kobe, I meant like, I know he was on the team for a little while longer, but like years. lost Kobe. Eight, yeah, you know, like when you lost that like fucking touch he had. Um, yeah, it just, it's taken him, it's taken Jerry West in just no time. And who, who, who else is in their main front office? I've always read about them. It's I'm Jerry not, West and Doc Rivers has some say. There's two, as well. or th- there's two or three other uh, big power players in their front office, but the way they just, in total, we don't need names. Right now, because again, not analysts, just people talking. The way they've just moved seamlessly from one from one team, kind of super team, into another. But in those three years, not really in those three or four years in that transition, not really being that bad. Moving Blake for what they did, it's just just genius moves. The thing with the Lakers, you that's it's going to be a blueprint that people have to copy. Yeah, the thing with the Lakers, I mean, you look at the Clippers, you see what they have. They have a good, they have a really good coach. They have a good foreign office, and then you look at the Lakers and what they've built. I'm saying that they're going to contend. The floor is 48, 50 wins. The ceiling is obviously winning championship. I don't think you can say that because we don't know how they're going to play at all. I'm like, let me get to my point. My the point is that. When I when I got the text that Kawhi is not coming, I was like shocked. But then when I read about what he did, I'm like that was very well played, very well played. Oh yeah, it was genius. It was genius. <laughs> but with the Lakers, it this could this could fucking blow up in your face. Oh yeah, it's it's a big it's, risk. It's a big risk. But Rob Palinka, he kind he has of to do it. He he knows he doesn't have one foot out of the door. But it seems like the Lakers front office and just like ownership is like, hey there's a change that could be coming. And he's like, I have, to I can do trade. It. I don't have, if Anthony Davis doesn't work, it's not me cleaning up the mess. It's going to be somebody else cleaning up the mess. So I'm just going to go get Anthony Davis. You have to trade for Anthony Davis because when you look at the, the free agency, well, you had to trade happened. for him once rich Paul and LeBron James were power players into the Lakers. I don't think Kawhi would have went to the Lakers. I think that they was always, he was never, gonna, he was never going to go. And I, I, I firmly, believe that he was not gonna go and i and it's very clear in hindsight where it's like oh he was never gonna go but even when like 
uh, like Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo did a podcast, I think last week, and they're like, we just are assuming Kawhi's going to the Lakers. And I was like, and Stephen A, Kendrick Perkins, Jalen, all these people are like, he's going to the Lakers. Everybody thought that. I, I was like, why would he, it's very hard to read Kawhi. But one thing that I see in between this transition from San Antonio his last couple his last year to now is that in behind this like I don't care about fame is like a little bit of ego where he's like I kind I really want to be the man like the whole thing with Nike give me my shoe deal and they're like no you you don't want it like why you we can't sell you. Because you don't, you're the claw, and you're very quiet. We don't want you. That's that's your persona. How? Why are we gonna give you a shoe deal? He's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm gonna go New Balance, get myself a sneaker deal. Well, he forces himself out of the Spurs. He just he's over. He's always gonna be overshadowed by Duncan, Ginobili, the system, and Popovich. Obviously, they were gone, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The, the system is Duncan, Ginobili, Wait, and oh. Parker. I think he wanted to become the man and then waiting out right here. He's the man right now. He's the best player in the league with Durant out. Yeah, he is. And that's why he wanted to get that. Because, he, he, you know, he took he took a, a load mm-hmm. in Toronto. And, you know, Ujiri wanted to rebuild from what you, you were telling me before getting on. So, for him, it's like, okay, if they denied George and now the Clippers got him, then I'm going to go. Who knows what he was well, thinking? I, I've also he- I've I've heard this about this Paul George and Russell Westbrook for Siakam basically, that was a trade that got proposed. But like it was a dis- like a lot of assets on top. Yeah, of that. yeah. But in reality, what are we playing with? We're we're playing with these 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 top forty players in the NBA. I would obviously George and Westbrook are higher, but Siakam we can just put him in like the top forty. Um, what I seemed to think was all right. The the Raptors want Paul George, and in return we want Siakam. But you also have to take Westbrook from us. Not that te- Westbrook is an asset going back to you guys. It's like, hey, just take him. We don't want him anymore. And like, you have to deal with Westbrook now. It doesn't seem that Presty was Presty looked at his team. Just like we look at his team, took ego aside, and it's like, I can't win right now with Russell Westbrook. The way it's built, Steven Adams, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook, they're not going to win. That's why KD left the first time. I always bring it back. Remember when they were yelling at each other the first game? Mm -hmm. Greg Papa was sitting right there. What Kevin Durant was screaming at Russell Westbrook, remember they were were walking back to each of their huddles? Yeah. And they were screaming. Russ Westbrook was yelling. Kevin Durant was saying, you're always going to lose. No matter what, you're always, you're going to lose. Always. Like, there's no way. He's not going to win. And Presti, what I like about him is he's just like, I think he's realized that now. What's the ceiling with this guy? Like, great, he's in the, his biggest accomplishment, he forced, the, the, the organization forced him to get basically a triple-double for what? For what? And genu- genuinely for what? Like, why is he getting rewarded for playing this selfish-type basketball? And he's great and all, and he's a superstar. But in this level of superstars, there's like 12 or 15 guys. I only think like six or seven can really, really win. Yeah. Like, can win you a ring. That was so special about the Warriors. You had two of them. 
and some may even throw Clay in there. But Clay, in my mind, he's still like a a superstar piece, top fifteen player, where you can just throw him into any mix, and you're like, all right, this guy's down for it. And some games he can be a guy who can win you that championship. That's the cool thing right now about the both teams in LA. I think George can win it, and I think Kawhi can really win it. I think George is on that tier, that superstar tier where it's like they can really win a championship or he can maybe not win a championship. Like he hasn't really proven it. I didn't really like how he he was hurt last year too. Like yeah, he was he playing dominant. That, yeah. We haven't the thing I don't like to write the book on people. I've never really seen it before. You don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know. And that's the thing with Russ. Like if you're the Thunder, right now you have you just got the greatest bounty of just assets back. You got Shea, you got Danilo in that expiring contract, and you got seven picks basically back and you're still in the process of trading westbrook for more picks. now we have two roads we can go down we can we can go down this road where we're going to build around shea and then have a young core or we can because in my i think by i think by the trade deadline danilo's gone i think they're they it's an asset it's expiring contract it's going to get moved yeah they're going to get something back for it um, you can go one of two ways. You can start, all right, fresh rebuild. We have assets for fucking days. It's a GM's dream. Literally picks on picks and on picks and a great player in Shea Gildress. Or we move Shea, Danilo, three of the picks, and we bring somebody else in. If you're the Thunder, wh- which way do you go? You would have to trade Westbrook. He would have to get rid of that forty million dollars that he has. Russell Westbrook's contract. Contract. Get rid of him. There's already people no, 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 that are no, no, no. interested. I'm gonna read it to you. I'm gonna read you. Twenty this year he makes thirty eight point five. Yep. Next year, twenty twenty one twenty 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 one, forty one point three. Twenty one twenty two forty four point two. Forty four point two. Sorry, my mic cut out. Twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. Player option for $47 million. You don't think he's going to take that? He's going to take that. It's a very hard contract to move. Probably the second worst contract in the world right now behind John Wall because... John, yeah. What can you do right there? But there are teams that are interested. Why? But why would you be interested in him? Why? Because obviously, I guess if you have no assets for the future, like the Pistons or something... And the Heat. or And the Heat... But the Heat are a hard cap team, so that's gonna be hard to move him. Um, yeah, I guess you're like, all right, I want to be in the playoffs because if you have Russell, you're gonna be the mix. Yeah, I'm not saying I think Russell Westbrook's a bad player. This is where I think people I get emails about, and they don't understand where I'm coming from. There is groups of players we're talking about. Bill Simmons like to say superstars, all stars, stars. I like to judge people in those certain groups. In the superstars, I think he's the worst superstar. I don't think when it comes down to, I don't think he can win championships like the other superstars can win championships. Because we see every single year he gets bounced all the fucking time. Always he's gonna get bounced, and it's not like his team is bad around him. Yeah, he's had a good team all the time, and now look at him. There, I think two years ago when I think was it last, not last the two year two seasons ago he didn't well, let's be the, honest he didn't have the greatest the team. The fact that there was disconnect between him and George and it's been leaked out there, that means like it's like dude this guy you just can't you can't do it. It's like my thing is 
it's like this Brooklyn Nets thing at the moment. I know I'm saying thing too much, but hear me out. The Nets are almost favorited to win the East this year. And my point is, did we not just, and Kevin's not back. And for some reason they gave DeAndre $10 million. I don't really realize because they have Jared Allen and he's a good center. Um, But we've seen Kyrie Irving go into a team with as young pieces as the Nets, but better in my opinion. Jalen Brown, Tatum, and the rest of Marcus Smart. You just the Celtics, the Celtics, and he's fucked it up. And he literally he was not good on that team. He just threw a nuclear bomb into all of it, and it just it became a mess. Why should it? How? Why is it going to be different? This first year in Brooklyn, why are they going to be fair? We've seen it before. We've seen this go 100% wrong. Like, almost the same exact scenario. Yes, the first couple months are great, but then Kyrie becomes Kyrie. It's like relationships. The first couple months, are you're, you're giving yourself the most glamorous version of yourself. And then after a while, you become what you are. And then that's when that's why relationships never last more than six months because you start realizing, oh, this person is not who they told me they were. They have these kinks and these flaws that they weren't open about at first. Kyrie Irving, we know those kinks and his in his flaws. The guy is fucking batshit crazy. Not weird, crazy. In a way I've never seen before. I fuck with his game. I actually I like him. I like how weird he is. But with these young people, he's going to be the one this year. And it's not going to work. Same thing with Russell. The only like the only time it worked was when he was like 1B-ish to Kevin Durant. And James Harden was still there and Ibaka was great. And it worked-ish. They didn't win, but they went far. Why is it going to work now? Like, why would you, why do the Detroit Detroit Pistons, if he comes into their team, why, it's not going to work. You're not going to win. The only place I think he's going to win, he could win is San Antonio. I think Pop can mold him into something because Pop is that, is that dude. He can channel whatever passion that guy's playing in, playing with into something. Yeah. But I don't understand. We've seen these people on the biggest stages in certain scenarios, not that people can't change, but when you see it over and over again, that they're, that these, they just, it's, it's not an opinion anymore. It's just a fact. I'm watching it. I don't know great things about it. I don't know basketball. Like I understand football, but I can, I, I understand trends in sports where it's like this guy can't get past the first round. Is he Andy Dalton? Because Andy Dalton will win you eleven games in, in the regular season. It's very comparable. He just he can't he can't he can't get you anywhere. Yeah, it doesn't work. And if you're looking, because some teams are not looking to win. A lot of teams in the West, other than the Rockets this year, were looking to just wait the Warriors out. And now that's why it's so even. Now they waited the Warriors out. The Warriors got injured. Now the Warriors are back at their level. And it's just like, all right, now we can now we can finally fucking play. Now we can contend. But I don't understand. There's, 
now if you get Russell, unless he goes to the East, I don't see the Russell. I don't want the, uh, Russell Westbrook in the West anymore. No, he won't be. I don't want him in the West. I don't think Pre- if Presti gets a great offer from one of the Western teams, a team in the West, I think he takes it because he's not petty. He's looking to become the best team, and he doesn't care right now that Russell Westbrook is going to come back into the Thunder three times a year. It's like, who gives a fuck? Like, I'm trying to win and have a good team in five years. Um, Sorry for all these noise issues. We got new chords and kind of fucked up. But I guess if you're a team that's okay with getting bounced in the first or second round, or even make it to the second round once, Russell, you know, since it's been your team, make it once. Like once. We've seen Curry. At least, you know, he took his team. Whatever you want to say about him. The dude the dude won an NBA championship kind of being being the alpha on the team. He was the he was the superstar. Yeah. In that superstar realm who won. We've yet to see we've yet to see him do it. Kyrie, I think he's proven that he can win it. But he has to be that number two. That's why it makes the Brooklyn Nets so exciting for the in the next like two years from now. But there's such a weird thing with Russell where it's in these great players. It's like, what are you what are you trying to buy? Like, what point are you trying to make to say like I understand? Like, what am I seeing something wrong? That's like I don't never think he's gonna win. No, you're. He's just a stats guy. He's a stats guy. I just. I think that if he goes to the East, it'll be beneficial for him. Mm-hmm. It's more open. Staying in the West, there's just no way he'll be able to get out in the West. So I think if he goes to the East, I think I think the fit probably is either going to be Detroit or Miami or going to you know trade the pieces that Presti is looking for. And then he'll probably go to one of those two teams. And those are teams that want to win. They just want to win Miami's now. so hard because they have the hard cap. You know, Pat Ryan will think of something. If he's interested, he'll think he'll figure something out. They, because they for probably him, have to move. You have to get a third team involved. I mean, look at the East. All right, we're not going to talk like seventeen trade things, but uh, I, mean, I understand they, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, there's who are you going to go to? These people are smart enough to figure it out. They'll That's figure it out yeah. because if Westbrook goes, and I'm Pat Riley, I have Westbrook and Butler. If it works out, great. Because look at the East. Like, who do I have to go through? Giannis. I mean, it's not. And like, Russ can get hot. And Russ can get hot. And you can make the NBA finals. You can make a conference finals. You have mm. you have the chance. But if you're in the West, you have no chance. Every every round's gonna be a dogfight for one through eight. I mean, you look at the Western Conference from one through eight. The team that won't, that team that made the playoffs, and the team that didn't are gonna swap or the Thunder and the Lakers. And I don't who suck. Who sucks in the sucks. in the West? No, those eight teams. That the Suns. The Suns suck. And the Timberwolves are in the West. The right? Timberwolves. Uh, Car- I mean, Carly honestly, Anthony from Towns one, from play one well. through eight, Clippers, Lakers, Warriors, Spurs, Blazers, Nuggets. Why? You don't know who's going to be who's one, who's going to be jazz, eight. The Jazz. The Rockets you, you are still there. Know. I think you said them. I think that a lot of people are are going to obviously are going to be on the hype for the Clippers and the Lakers. And the Jazz. And, uh, maybe and guess the, who's still looming back there? The Warriors. Fucking Luka Doncic and Porzingis. That too, and then also the Warriors. I think a lot of people. I don't think nobody wants to see Steph and Curry in the first round. Like that'll be like like a a nightmare. Yeah, because if if because he's again, we've seen Steph do it. We've seen him do it. We we've you've seen when you go into Russell Westbrook in the first round, you're like, I can beat this guy. 
I'm Donovan Mitchell. I'm in my first year. I can beat this guy. We've seen him do it. When you look at Steph, you're like, this guy's went through the fucking gauntlet. And Draymond and Clay and Secret, they just know how to do it, you know? Yeah, you don't want to see that team in the first round. It's and like that's when the those thing that, 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 that makes me, like, kind of shocked that all this stuff that's happening with the Clippers and Lakers, I understand. It's free mm-hmm. agency. They got AD. Clippers got Leonard and George. Uh, the Vegas have the odds. The top two favorites are the Clippers and the Lakers, the Battle of L.A. I get it. I'm hyped about it, too. But, man. They're still the Warriors are still out there. It's because the Warriors have lost their drama piece. In the big I love Kevin, but Kevin brought a sense of so there's normal basketball drama. Draymond Green on the court, he has drama. He will fucking cuss you out and do all this stuff, but he's just kind of crazy. He plays crazy on the court. Jared Jack said it best. For Draymond to be great, Draymond always has to embrace Draymond and go and just play in that realm of like craziness. That's on-court drama. We're good with on-court drama. We don't care if on But do you ever hear about Draymond Green off the court? Ever. No. No. Clay lives in his own world. Steph, he's a dad. He's a dad who like plays basketball and just happens to be really good. Good at it, yeah. And golf. Yeah. Kevin brought this different realm of like this LeBron drama from off the court into the Warriors. And you could tell it bothered like Steve. And that's why Draymond's like, dude, if you're going to fucking leave, just tell people you're fucking going to leave. Stop playing these games and be like, hey, I'm leaving at the end of the season. That's why he yelled at him. He's like, dude, if you want to go, just tell people you're going to go. Stop playing with us. Now that's gone. There's nothing. The Warriors are just like kind of like there. And another thing There's is that nothing. that motivation is there as well. People need to people forgot and now they and they forgot again. They mm-hmm. forgot twice. Yeah. So that's why the KD, Patriots never yeah. get shown. The, 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 the Patriots never get brought up in the offseason. When KD got hurt in that Western semis against mm-hmm. the Rec- against the Rockets. Everybody's like, including myself, that this is it. It's done. Yeah. Rockets, they're going to beat them. And then you I saw the 2015, like the 2015, 2016 Warriors come out like, hey, we've been there. We've done that. Right. And they beat them. It's not and even that. It's just the, it's, they're it's, there. They're, no, it's, it's not the, even 2015, 2016. I, I, it's like, hey, you know who's still good at basketball? Stephen Curry There's and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and Kevon Looney. And you know what? If Kevin Durant's not on the court, you know can like you know these people are still human, right? Like they can you know shoot the basketball. Steve Kerr can still call plays. It's that's why you gotta you gotta be be very careful if it's if Clay comes back and he's healthy and this D which if it works out, they're gonna be a scary team. Well what I think what I like about D'Angelo Russell is if you were to say like you know how they're talking about who's not he's not gonna fit right if I were to give any player to fit on any team like just give me player X to like mold his game in for to be on like to be on any team in the world like who every I this is what I'm trying to say every player in the NBA in my opinion can translate and just fit on the Warriors because you're asked to do your job in your role. And it's like, hey, D'Angelo Russell, what is he going to be asked to do? Move and become a motion shooter. And then, hey, what else are you going to do? Play this two-man game with 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 D'Angelo Russell and Willie Cauley-Stein now. They're both great pick-and-roll players. They can play with each other. It's 
It's not like they lost how to play basketball. It's not just that. It's not just that. It's Bob Myers is like Stephen Curry is thirty one. Mm-hmm. He's been to five straight finals. It's a big low to ask. It's for a him. big low to ask for. Him. I need to get somebody. Yeah, you just needed someone that f- can score and pay, take a load off of him. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go get D'Lo. Yeah. And he got him the four years. Now everybody's saying it, it could be an acid trade. Well, it is because you just don't lose. know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Sorry for cutting off, but um, you're gonna lose Kevin. You're gonna lose Kevin. You and you can't give that money to anybody else. Because it's just going to be dead money because you're over the luxury tax. You can't allocate that money to anybody else. Yeah. You need to do the signing trade and get something back. You need to get some sort of asset back. This is why all these, the a lot of Warriors fans who were there for kind of the end ride of it, you know, from like 2014 on, they're just like, why are we trading all these people? Why are we cutting Damian Jones and trading it's like, Andre Iguodala. Yeah, it's this is what we this is what NBA teams do. Like I understand time. we're kind of back yeah. into reality, but um I kind of forgot what my point is. Um no, but this is what this is kind of oh man, I completely people don't it. realize people don't realize that oh, as a warrior fan that from the 2014 and on, when you look at your roster, who's your oldest player? Stephen Curry is 31. Yeah. Everybody else is under the age of 30. What point was I trying to make? I had it. It's like on my. All right, just let's go on. No, it's just you have to reset. It's not. It's you're not always gonna have these superstars I, on your team. I know, you but it's not reset. even. A, it's not even a reset. Well, it is sort of a reset. It's, you it's got so, much younger. You got you younger, but you're younger. you're gonna be good. And you're, you're gonna back be a in, playoff. You're gonna be a contender. Well, we have to see. It's not. We have to see. Shine. You still have. Stefan, Clay, and Draymond. No, I understand. We we have. I I those have guys are not going for, anywhere. I've I in my mind, you know how I view Steph and Draymond, and I've watched Russell. I don't know how he's gonna fit in. That's what I'm talking about. About just like this is what my point was. You're gonna lose Kevin. Just we have to get something back. Teams always have to get something, and to get something back, a good asset, you have to. Sometimes some people have to go. We can see with the Patriots ma- all the time yeah. that, all right, Andre Goodall, he's done his service for us. Can you imagine? Your night's watch is over. No, no, but can you imagine D'Lo handling more of the point guard duties yeah, and putting Stefan mm-hmm. as like a spot-up shooter yeah. until Clay comes back? And that's a benefit because it takes the load off him. He's been well, through what five straight some, finals. What it makes him is it gives him more dimensions. That's why the Warriors were so great because they could play They could play you in a lot of different ways. They can play you isolation basketball with Kevin. They can play you motion-based. They can play... They're every, unbeatable. They can mold. They're unbeatable. But yeah. now they kind of had one way to play when Stefan's kind of out, when it, when, it was just, when it was just Steph. We saw it. You can double-team and you can kill Steph. It's really, it's really, hard, it's really hard for him for every single play to get like double teamed, everybody's pushing him around. The spacing's all off. But now you add this piece that it just you can't it, really it, double it, team like, him anymore. It low the load comes off him, and you can't do it for eighty one games. And you got to sacrifice something. And every year is not going to be my ultimate point. I don't know what the like the intricate part of what my point was going to be, but every year is not all glitz and glam. That's why I was so appreciative all the time. Where it's like. Motherfucker, we have Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, and Draymond Green on a one basketball team. Like, like I was watching shit. Like Ike Diagu getting one dunk a game. 
and like screaming Air France was like my highlight for like seven years. Like this is incredible. Yeah. Watching the Raiders just get fucking not even being relevant for this long. That's why in my mind, Stephen Curry, Andre Godala, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, eternally, they don't have to prove one more thing to me. Cause you know that twenty that once the twenty fifteen championship came, it's like I you just want your team to win a one championship. When you've been a fan of your team for so long, you're like, what would you do for just one more Forty ers championship? Not even like, not three, one. Oh, you're just like I just want to see one, one, one. And I saw one, and it wasn't the norm. It was like shittiness. One, what the fuck just happened? We beat LeBron James. Like, people don't think I hold LeBron to high regard. No, I hold him. I'm, I hold him to the highest regard because I compare him to three other players: Magic, Michael, Tim Duncan, and yeah, Kobe. Sometimes, sorry, but this is just the way I view it. You know, I'm yeah. kind of dumb and stuff. But those are the people I re- like. If I'm holding you to that high, I'm fucking you're great. It's like taking down LeBron is like taking down the hand at the end of Super Mario Brothers. It's like, dude, like we gotta beat him. And Steph did that, so it's just eternally same with Kevin. Two, three championships, but then these people who view it like, oh, Damian Jones is actually good. No, Damian Jones is all right. He's an okay player. He's good. Because he's standing at the dunker position and the four other people on the court are goddamn Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Kevin Durant. And it's like, all right, you don't have that much role. Alfonso McKinney, he can do his role. But when they actually have to play and they're like, why are you getting rid of him? It's like, because we need people who could like, at least Omar Spellman, Omari Spellman can like make plays off just like in space a little bit. And you just need a little more something there. It's not going to be we're going to. You understand where I'm coming from, Yeah, right? I know where you're coming from. It's a very naive way of like, hey, Alfonso McKinney, what a steal. He's going to be great. It's like, yeah, Alfonso McKinney's good on a really good team. And if he's like the seventh or eighth guy, he can be a solid asset. But when you have to rely on him to like take up Kevin Durant's load, like, hey, that's a humble thing. But I think it's a flaw of mine to address the entire fan base on like some comments and stuff I see. Um But I like what I'm very happy about um, Bob Myers is and Joe Lacob is they're never going to stop. They're never going to. It's never going to stop. Like we're going to win and we're always going to try to win. And in the end, trade getting D'Angelo Russell back. I don't care if he's on the team or he's not on the team. If you win 55 games, guess what? D'Angelo Russell staying. If you're 20, say you're like 15 and 25. You can move him and you can get pieces back for the future. It's like that's what a team does. You have pieces and nobody is really, unless you're Steph or Clay, you're not really that safe. You're not really that safe. Yeah. That's why you get these pieces and you can move them. That's what Belichick does that all the time. He brings people and then they're pieces. That's why Vandoy is so successful. In in the in the in the NFL more than I think in the NBA, I think systems can prevail mainly on the defensive side of the ball. And this is my opinion. I think if you have a very good defensive coach, 
you can you can get away with certain things. So that whole do your job thing yeah. is you can you're like I, I think another example in terms of baseball with Dodgers losing their second World Series in a row, oh, and they trade Camp one. and Puig, mm-hmm. but they have all these assets. They they just they just want to keep going. They just want to keep going, keep going, keep going. Because at at some point. If you lose, you can trade these. You can trade these higher people for more assets that will get you good I later. Told, and then, yeah. or if you're good, if say you're good, and you're like, I knew, we, if, man. If we just had a reliever, if we just had that setup, man, to take us from the seventh to the eighth inning, you're like, all right, now those I traded Puig and Kemp and got these assets. Now we can flip those assets and get that guy, or I can flip my higher assets to get that seven that that relief pitcher knowing that I traded Puig and Kemp for these assets that'll grow. It's Dude, all this yeah. game. It's not everything's not on the surface level. There's two type of fans. You just have to admit there's the fans You and me, I'm just kidding. There's uh, the fans that just understand how the game is ran and what to expect and which the other, is, but they're necessary. And they're necessary. necessary. Yeah. The others like, oh just like oh you can't trade these guys or like huge. you know what you want in you know what you want your team to have? What bandwagon fans? Because that means they're good. Oh yeah, you want your team you to have, to bandwagon, have ban- there you fans. Go, bandwagon fans. It's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. When they have ban- bandwagon fans, that means one thing: your star player is playing great, and whoever you thought—that's when the you the bandwagons want. are coming. You know who you want. You know who, who you want clippers. the. You know who you want the biggest name in the Bay Area to be in four Ooh. months? Jimmy Garoppolo. Because you know why? Because oh. that means he'll be good. Yep. Can't wait. You want to talk some NFL? What do you what do you, what do you think? I do you know. like the Niners' like structure right now in their their just their team? Yes. Their, yes. Okay. Just yes. Explain. Because I mean, you got Jimmy G. You got your you got your quarterback. You didn't go out there and you got that Odell Beckham and didn't trade all of your assets. You kept as put in a division. That it's anybody's division, in my opinion. I really feel like the Rams are going to take a huge step back. The Super Bowl hangover. It's been happening to every team. That hey, we don't bring up those dumb points here. It, it, it's 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 true. Yeah, it happens. It happens. And it's in a division that anything can happen. Mm-hmm. So I was very confident in the team to, ma- to make a playoff run. And the NFC, who's, by the way, in the NFC that where you don't even know Who's gonna make the playoffs? So deep, it's like the Western Conference yeah. of the NBA. AFC is gonna. You already know. You just know like who's gonna contend. I think the North is pretty open. I want to see how the Steelers come out. Um, the my thing about the 49ers is you're relying on a lot of front end talent. Your depth is not good. That's what really scares me. Is the depth is so laser thin. That's why getting Jalen Hurd in the third round, it's like, okay, Kyle, come on. You don't need him. You really don't need Jalen Hurd. Like, why are you getting that other? You just drafted Debo. Come on. Let's address, like, your linebacking core or your secondary. Something. Like, relying on Jason Verrett right now coming off a really, really, really bad calf injury. I think he tore his Achilles, too. You saw Sherman last year. You're going to be... And now you're relying on another guy to be your number two. It's, I like their team. I like their, I like their starters. All their starters I'm a fans of. I'm not that big of a 49ers hater because I just like watching good football. It's cool to watch. They're still a fucking so, dumb. They're still the dumbest team on earth, the 49ers. Like, what the fuck? 
red and gold. Get the fuck out of here. Got lucky, drafted two good quarterbacks. What? Um, oh, wow. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Right I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love Joe Montana. Um, but they're so like hurt in so many areas that I don't know. I really you you have to see how this team's gonna play because we've seen Kyle coach great football, and I think Kyle's a great coach. Yeah. But it's like, hey, if you if Jimmy gets hurt again this year, like, what are you gonna do now? Like, I understand three seasons of it. It's like, all right, now it's a little tired. I understand, but maybe Kyle, you chose the wrong guy. And then if if Jimmy's hurt this year, Kirk Cousins is on the team next year, a hundred percent. He's on the team next year, and Jimmy's gone. You can't rely on him, Jarek. Kevin Coleman does does somehow cover that up. Not having Jeremy McKinnon the, not the be the effed up thing to be honest with you regarding the Niners is for me I'm excited for them but I'm more excited for NFL Red Zone I'm more excited for the because the, the NFL's sp- the best the fantasy football the NFL's the best I'm, I'm excited for the betting it's something about the NFL oh yeah by the way no weekly NFL show for me this year fuck that yeah. I hated that um go ahead those are the things that I'm excited for yeah the one thing that bothers me. Is this goddamn Nick Bosa? Hey, sign the contract. Sign it. You won't sign. You're it. gonna get the money. What do you want? You want it's a hey. You're slotted at the fourth. Who's fourth, right or second? Second. second. You're slotted to make. It's not like Jamarcus Russell where you can get like a certain contract. You can't. You can't negotiate anything. You want all your guaranteed money now? Why are we going to give you guaranteed money now? You did one get-off drill, and you pulled your hamstring. And now you want $16 million guaranteed? Get the fuck out of my face. What the fuck's wrong with him? I understand your dad got hurt. All the bosses are like that. Yeah, because it's a dad. Because it's the dad. It comes from an insecurity from the father where the dad got injured. The dad was supposed to be a really good player in the NFL. And then he got hurt and didn't get any money. And then he now now he thinks ever now he thinks the league is out to get his sons or something, and he wants his sons to get financial security, which I understand. But it's like, dude, you're a hurt player who just got hurt on his first no, Daniel, not not like on a play in in a mini camp on his first get off. He's like, dude, I think I just pulled my hamstring. It's like, all right, what do you want? 16 million guaranteed. Now you want all of it guaranteed. <laughs> I don't know if it's 16, but it's just like, I think that's what it's, it's slotted. I don't know what it is, but he wants all, he wants like all of his money guaranteed. I like Roquan Smith last year. He held out, but I understand with Roquan Smith, Roquan Smith was like, Hey, they're calling, they're going to find me for helmet to helmet rules. You drafted at me because I light people up with my helmet. Like NFL man, NFL, when it comes to the contracts up and obviously the bargain agreements coming to an end soon, there's going to be some disagreements, but Man, when it comes to contracts and it comes to the money, I mean, they're so liable that you can't blame somebody for trying to get that guaranteed money because you really don't know what's going to happen. It's such a violent sport, yeah. and you've experienced it playing it. I know not at a yeah. extremely yeah, but, yeah. but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's such a violent sport, and it's, it's a travesty. It's the most profitable league in the world. It's corrupt as fuck. It's so f- fucking corrupt because this is like the one league where the players deserve the most i mean seriously like they're so liable what makes well the cool thing about the nfl (laughs) is 
what sets the market for for a high value contracts is not is not Jimmy Graham or I, or, or Rob Gronkowski, right? I, mean, I know I, it's I Brandon. It. It's like Brandon Pettigrew. If Brandon Pettigrew is making like seven million dollars, then it's like, hey, this guy's better than him this much, and he's gonna make like twenty. It's, it's that's it's so fucked up. I'm just saying, like, it is when, fucked. Look up. at it. Four years for NBA player. Four year over a hundred million. All of it's all of it's guaranteed. Same with the MLB. You're going to get your money, and it's just a travesty. The NFL is so corrupt. So corrupt. But it's hard. It's so hard to find a common ground. You're, and I hope that they don't, they don't you know, get a ban for a I hope everybody gets a lot of money. You know? Yeah, I just hope like with the CBA that's happening and all this uh, corruption is going on, I mean, come on. You got you to gotta have at least something for your players. These are players that are getting traumatic brain damage addicted to painkillers i mean all right dude it's not that extreme for it everybody. is not for everybody not everybody but i mean look nba you can get you can smoke some pot and nothing will happen to you well why is it when an nfl why can't we just be a little I, bit open about it well i think the middle ground is baseball I think baseball does the best. They pay their guys a lot of money who are deserved a lot of money. I think the NBA is on this player. We're ending the player empowerment decade. And we just saw like LeBron. No, not LeBron. Kawhi, yeah, and LeBron. And LeBron and Kawhi. But yeah, a lot of people like, are starting to complain about yeah. what Kawhi did. Like that it's, can't like, happen. It's, it's so much. And in the NFL, it's kind of the opposite where unless you're a starting quarterback, you're, like you yeah. get fucked. Because like if Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford gets paid. Then people are like, "Why the fuck is Matt Stafford getting paid?" Yeah. Then I if agree. somebody else gets paid too low, it's like, "What? So what do you want?" So it's this weird thing, and you have, and in the end, and in the NFL, they, you have the salary cap, right? And it's a weird thing. Obviously, there is still a salary cap in the NBA with the luxury tax and everything, but in the NFL, you have those fifty-three players you have to fit in. So the the fans do have this thing. It's like, I don't want to waste my team's money for this player, but it. I don't understand what that like. What are you talking about? This team, your team's money. Like, who cares about their money? Like, in the sense of like guaranteed dollars, it's like who? Ca- I understand that you want to fit the best fifty-three players in your whatever two hundred plus million dollar cap. It is. It's a very weird thing that I I personally haven't delve delve into individuals' problems with it. I will one day, but. It's not. It's sim. I just think baseball does it the best. Yeah, I think baseball does it the best. Are what you, are you worth? That's it. Are you excited about Hard Knocks? Oh, yeah, dude. I love the Raiders right now. Oh fuck yeah! What I don't like about the Raiders on Hard Knocks is people who watch Hard Knocks are gonna be like, "Oh, the Raiders are gonna be good." I think the Raiders are like a seven to nine football team, but I like how the Raiders are like are this. Is that you? No. You hear those honks? Yep. All right. Um, I think the Raiders are like the seven and nine football team, but I loved what Mike Mayock said when he was like, "We can't. Not everybody here is gonna be like, like good boys." Bringing Antonio Brown, Vontez Perfect, Richie Incognito, sign me the fuck up. I love it <laughs> because it's there's something about me and the Raiders where it's like. I want, I want like clusterfuck. 
going on with the Raiders. Like craziness. People who are on edge because that's a fucking Raider. That's a Raider. You know what a Raider is. Yeah. Not like, but I don't know. It's so, it's, it's, I don't know if they're going to be good or bad. John Gruden just won like 2 and 14. It's the last year in Oakland. I want to see it. I really want to see it. I'm very, you know me with the Raiders. It's a very touchy subject. Yeah. Because I always think they're going to be goddamn fucking awful. And last year I thought they were going to be bad. And I had a couple of friends who were like, dude, the Raiders are going to be good. Like, they're, they're, they're so solid. John Gruden's back. It's like, yeah. Fucking Saheed Blackwell is your number three wide receiver. Like, we're not going to be that good. And this year, we do have... We we have a better team. Genuinely, we have a better team. From reports and from camp, like, Antonio Brown's the best player on the team by so fucking far that they're like, it's not like, this is the best player we've ever seen since Khalil Mack. But you know what would have been great? Having both of them. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I think the I think the Patriots are gonna win again. I don't see other. I don't. Nobody's gonna beat them in the AFC. The NFC stacked, but no one's gonna beat them in the AFC. Who's gonna beat them? Nobody. Nobody will beat them. Literally, like there's nobody. KC. I guess Tyreek Hill didn't punch his kid hard enough in the face <laughs> to like <laughs> didn't break his arm hard enough to go to jail. I guess so. He's gonna be back. I don't know. I don't see anybody beating him as well. Crazy. Well, Daniel, that's it. Thank you. Fuck it. Are you going to bring back your podcast? Yes. What is it? What are, what are you going to do? I have a lot to do. All right. We'll talk about it off okay. air. All right. Bye.